This week's guest is Eric Klein, the co-owner of McCarthy Spices. This is the great company we partnered with to bring our injections to the market. Listen and learn what we have to say about rubs and the injection. Welcome to the Butcher Barbecue Podcast, world headquarters, Wellston, Oklahoma. The Butcher Turn Pitmaster, your host, David Bosca. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Butcher Barbecue Podcast. I feel that this one can be the most informative podcast for learning about barbecue rubs, injections, anything that has to do with the spice part of the world. I am bringing to you a partner that we've partnered with. Well, I'd like to call them partners because that's how I do business. We, we have a co-owner, the president of McCarthy Spice and Blends out of St. Louis, Missouri. Eric, say hello. Hey, everybody. Eric Klein with McCarthy Spice. Thanks for having me, David. Absolutely, Eric. I appreciate it. This has been the longest, hardest one to get scheduled because we started with this over the holidays. And between your business, my business, we just have never been able to meet up. And I'm so excited that we can get this done today. Me too. Looking forward to it. Tell us a little bit about McCarthy Spices, the history of and what exactly is that you do. Well, McCarthy Spice and Blends has been around since 1994. Um, we started as a uh, just kind of a, a side project. Margaret McCarthy is uh, one of the owners and uh, founder. And so she decided she's a mother of five and she decided she wanted to go back to work. Her husband uh, has an accounting practice. He came home one day and said, honey, we bought a spice company. And so lo and behold... <laughs> Uh, the, the rest is history. Truth be told, I uh, proposed to my wife, Margaret's daughter, uh, in 2005. And shortly thereafter, they said, hey, Eric, you want to come work at the Spice Company? And I thought, I love small business. And so that was 2005. We were a small company with six employees. Between Margaret and I, over the last 15 years or so, have uh, grown our organization into uh, quite a formidable force. Uh, we're up to about 33 employees full-time. We blend spices in all kinds of manners, to be honest. We do custom seasoning, rubs. You know, we, we like a crawl, walk, run approach with our clients. So we start off with a, a, a smaller minimum. That's that's what I want to talk about exactly. Let, let's go with the business itself. You said you've got 30-some employees at this moment. That is awesome that an independence, I'm going to say mom and pa operation, that you have got that many livelihoods, households, depending on the business that you've taken that on. Business owners don't understand that the actual ownership that you take in families when you partner with them to say, come to work for me, let's grow this. The type of work you do will grow our business together. Yes, and that, that's kind of the main philosophy. We're, we're very oriented here. Um, we want to be a great place to work. We, we really value the contributions that our staff makes and we truly try to embody the family business and the, you know we, we don't call them employees we call them members of our family. Yeah. So when one of us one of us hurts, we all hurt. That's that's how I can tell from the outside looking in speaking with you, Lisa, Nancy, all of them. Those are the, you three are the ones that I, I chat with. I get that feeling. Yeah. The other, the other part of it is, is when one of us succeeds, we all succeed and uh, we all take the, the joy and we get to bring that in. We have, 
you know, a couple on our staff who are getting ready to go on maternity leave. We have, so that that's, our family is growing. Um, it's truly, truly an exciting place to be. Um, it's a great organization and I'm, I'm thrilled to, uh, be leading us into the the next decade. Let's talk just about the business itself. What's your biggest segment of your business? Do you think it's more retail or more commercial? Uh, it's going to be kind of the, the co-packing, the private label. That's the largest area of our, our business, and it has been our growth, working with clients to get their rubs from old family recipes to you know, things that they've just come up with uh, that need to go through the R&D lab. It's really been where we've found our niche. Working with folks like you, David, has been kind of the, what keeps us going. And it was flawless for me, folks. I, I took my products. I sent my recipes to them. They sent me a sample. Man, it was right. It was dead dead on. I remember asking Eric, because of our injections being in a square canister, and have the shrink wrap around it. I had that was the first thing I asked was like, "Do you have a shrink tunnel?" And he says, "At this present time, no, but I'd love to get one." And I thought that is awesome. So we just went to work with y'all. Yeah, well, it, it you know that's one of the the things that we kind of try to do. We no is not one of the words we like to have in our vocabulary. Sometimes things are just not possible, but. When I can find a use for a piece of equipment or a new ingredient or any anything that we may not have currently, it's certainly easy for us to kind of adapt our, our style. You know, we, we look at each project as an individual project, not, you know, well, you can only have this jar, you can only do this. And so that that's kind of the fun of being a family-owned business, you know, our, our approval process for a new piece of equipment is fairly quick and easy. It's whether or not I can make it happen. <laughs> I seen that coming. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let me just say, with that shrink tunnel, we've put a little bit through that, haven't we? Uh, actually, quite a bit. It's getting a workout. <laughs> we, we had to All bring right. 220 power over to our packing room to uh, get that thing working at peak optimization but it, it was well worth it <laughs> well let's just say we've got a listener that does small batch define small batch in your world well we we felt that kind of a, a good starting place is going to be a 50 pound minimum it, that will allow the the client to not have to invest thousands of dollars into getting their product to market what it allows people to do is is you can put you know, we, we allow mixing and matching of the packaging within that 50 pound minimum. So if someone is the backyard barbecuer that everyone says, oh my gosh, this rub is amazing. You got to sell this. Well, you can put 36 jars or three cases of jars and then take 25 pounds of it in bulk and use that for your barbecuing or your competitions or things along those lines. And then See whether or not the product sticks. And if it does, then you can order again. Yeah, I like that a lot. Let's say we got an attorney or a fireman or something that does a lot of cooking and wants to make something for the holidays, say for Christmas gifts. This would be perfect for them to take and get a hold of you, say June, July, and let's start working on our rubs with you. And they can have this finished and ready to be shipped to their clients, family, everything come Christmas. 
Right. So one of the things that we aren't set up is the actual order fulfillment where we could send one-off jars. But what we can do is pack it all up and have it shipped directly to you. And then you can take care of all of that, that distribution side of it. But it's, exactly. a, yeah. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a great opportunity in, in that instance. The hardest part that, that we have is, is getting the R and D process through. Um, we're working on expanding our R and D department right now. New projects take anywhere from six weeks to 12 weeks from the time we receive the recipe and sample to make its way through the, the R and D queue. So that, that's the longest time. Production times, we, we try to keep ourselves to two weeks or less at this time. Right. And I've got some stuff in the mix myself, and I'm sitting on the sidelines just like everybody else. Oh, I was going to say, just so you know, that one's uh, at, making its way to the top of the list. I had a conversation with Lisa earlier. <laughs> well... We appreciate that, but that doesn't need to happen. <laughs> you know, we, we'll wait just like everybody else. Well, we appreciate your patience. Okay, question. If someone comes to you with an old family rub and they have the actual breakdown of the ingredients, what is the process you like to take to help assist with them to get it packaged, to get it worked out? What do you ask of them? Sure, and that, that's a great question. Um, I'll kind of walk you through step-by-step step with our process. Um, so we want to start with signing a confidentiality agreement, and that's not going to bind you to us in any way. But what it is going to do, it's going to protect that hard work that either you put in or maybe it was your great-grandfather or however that recipe has been passed down. So once we have that in place, you can rest assured that your, your rub is going to be safe with us, your recipe. From that point, we ask that if you have a sample, that really helps us because not all spices are created equal. So if you're buying your spice or seasoning from the grocery store or Sam's Club, you know, there, there may be a lower grade red pepper or maybe it's lost some of its volatile oil while it's been sitting on the shelf or it may have been produced eight months ago. So our, go ahead. And even the, the size of the grind matters. Yes, very, very much so. So the more information you can provide to us, the better. But it, that's why that sample really kind of helps us out. Uh, so we can see what your perfect version of that spice is. You know, the, the formulation side of it, once we have everything dialed in, that's an exact science. But the R&D process may take a couple times of going back and forth where you say, oh, well, this seems a little hotter or this seems mine was more orange. Well, that could be a direct result from the grade of paprika that's being used. Um, the It could be a, a lower grade or a higher grade. And there's different techniques that our R&D department can, can do to kind of get that match a little bit closer to to really what your, your desired result's going to be. Okay. Let's say you spent six weeks you've worked this out you've got the right everything what's next do they need to say or or send you an idea a picture of the bottle they want well we we ideally like for folks to pick out the bottle from our existing inventory while we do have the capabilities to work with customized packaging you know you certainly take advantage of our volume buying by using one of our existing packaging styles which we have quite a few options available and they're 
more or less the standards in the industry that you'll see on the retail shelf. Uh, that's great points. The buying is huge. If you can buy it in volume and save, and then the shipping is your next biggest cost. So, okay, we've got the package picked out. Labeling, do y'all provide custom designing? Unfortunately, not at this time. We, uh, we don't get involved in the graphic design side of it, but we have made a, a hefty investment into a digital label press. So we, we're able to kind of do labels on demand for, for you. Now, we do have clients that are larger volume that will supply us with their labels. And that's just because they, they've realized that they can save significant amounts of money when they buy 10,000 labels at a time. However, a lot of people just getting started don't want to invest in, you know, maybe $800 worth of labels or $500 worth of labels. They'd want to make sure. $800 worth of labels. That's yeah. funny. That's, <laughs> it's not going to be that cheap, folks. <laughs> well, it depends on how many you're buying. If you have one product <laughs> and, and you have, you're buying 5,000 of them, maybe you might be able to get them for 10, 15 cents a piece, but not at, not at yeah. your volume and size. Okay. I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. Labels. What do the listeners need to know what goes on a label? Well, what do you part, provide and what do they need to provide? That part when we're doing the retail packaging, we'll be able to with a, a label template that shows that what information the FDA requires and where that information needs to go. You know, one thing that we want to make sure everybody's aware of is be really careful with the claims that you make. Um, you want to make sure that your label has factual black and white claims, things that are subjective, like all natural, you know, this rub will make you 10 times stronger. You really want to avoid because that, that opens up legal doors that, you know, well, this, this rub claims it's all natural, but the sugar, how can sugar be all natural? Well, the FDA really hasn't dove into defining and creating a clear cut definition of what all natural can be. So that yes. those, those are the things that are scary. But most importantly, if you want to make sure that your ingredient statement is is accurate. You want to make sure that the manufactured for data is. And we do complementary label reviews, but that that the label is one of the most important parts of your packaging. That's your brand. People will generally spend when they're in the grocer's aisle one to two seconds, I think, is is the report I read on deciding whether or not they're going to buy that. So that label is something that you really want to make a good investment in having designed right. And then, you know, because that, that's your brand. That's right. Layout of the label. Mm -hmm. They will have a name, maybe a little short description on the side. Can your team provide the nutrition information? Yes, uh, that's one of the thing, one of the services. Throughout our R&D process, there's no charge for you to go through that. But one of the charges that is an optional because a nutritional facts panel, until your sales exceed $50,000 per year, there's a small business exception that the FDA allows. So you don't have to have it on there. But it is something that we feel gives the client a, a warm, fuzzy feeling, the, per, the person who's buying the general consumer. So that is something we can do for you. It is a uh, one-time fee of $100 for the label-ready artwork. That's not much. And that's very important of what you just said. If you're going to make it like what we said, a small batch world, and do two to three batches a year, 
you don't need to spend that $100. You're not going to exceed 50K in sales unless you're selling it for gold prices. Right. Maybe it's half <laughs> What else on packaging for a small batch or a small rub product that we haven't spoke about that you've come across? I, I'm sorry. I don't think I understood the question. Could you repeat that? Sure. Let's say that you've got this uh, small package product done. And we've already talked about everything that I'm aware of. What other things have come up to try to help help our, our podcast listeners to be aware of that they need to, what do the podcast listeners need to be aware of that we haven't talked about? Well, you know, it, it, the, the most important thing is to not get discouraged. You're going to hear a hundred no's for every yes when you go out and hit the ground. And, you know, if you believe in your product and, and people you know, you're getting positive feedback, keep at it. That That's the one thing, you know, I, I feel like people will, will do this. They'll hear a couple no's and then they just kind of give up. The rub market, it, it is a, a tough, a tough industry, but it can be hugely rewarding for you because when you see, when you walk down that grocery store aisle or you walk through your, your Ace Hardware and you see your product on there, it, it gives a, a certain sense of pride. At least for me, when I walk by and I see my clients on those shelves, I kind of smile and I, I beam with pride that, hey, that came out of our facility. So I, I think that that's a very important part that, that people shouldn't lose sight of. As far as you know, the, the process of, of doing all this, while you're waiting for your product to be going through R&D, I really would suggest that that's the time to be working on your graphic, finding a good graphic designer, working on getting your label designed and and making sure that that part of the business is taken care of. The other thing is, is you want to make sure that, that you've reached out to either a, a lawyer or an accountant and make sure that you're properly protected when you go out and you're you're selling this. It may seem like a, a, a side job for you or a side hustle, as I think people call it these days. You, you want to make sure that either you set up an LLC, which you can do through the secretary of, of state of your of your existing state. You, you just want to make sure you kind of look at some of those backside of the parts of, of running, running your own business, because it is a business that, you know, you're, you're starting. So do you require that information so that you don't have to charge sales tax to the, everybody? We, we don't, we don't set folks up for for that side of it. that That's not a part, but it, it is something that people should be looking for. Okay. We've kind of covered the mom and pops, grandpa's, grandma's old rub recipe brought to you. What if someone comes to you and says, hey, I like brand X and this other brand and this brand and, and I use a cup of this, a cup of this, and a cup of this. This is what I want my rub to be. So in that instance, what we'll ask for is a a sample of each of the individual rubs, a your complete recipe, and then also a picture of the ingredient statement from each of the jars. If possible, if you have, if it's a commercially available product, you can take uh, send us the actual jar with the product in it, or you know we need about a, a cup of each of the various seasonings. We have a lot of clients who may use a specific. Cajun seasoning from a, a retail store. So they would send that into us. They would say, well, I use three cups of salt and I use two tablespoons of black pepper and I use four cups of this Cajun seasoning. Well, what we'll do is we create a duplication of the Cajun seasoning. We create, 
your recipe from that. Let's say there may be three different, a seasoned salt, a Cajun seasoning, and maybe a barbecue rub. And then they kind of take all those and create their own magic version of that rub. And so the more information you can give us during the initial phases, the easier our process of duplication will go. Still, it, it doesn't take any longer. It's still that kind of six to 12 week time window, but, you know, and we'll, we'll send out a sample and then, you know, you, you test it out. And one of the really important things is when you uh, receive your sample that you actually cook with it. Um, a lot of times people will dip their finger in there and they'll taste it. Sometimes they can say, Oh, this is perfect. I can tell it's spot on. Other times it, it may not have the same dry taste, but when it cooks, it may outperform what you've actually been doing in the past. That's right. That's a huge point right there. So it's very important. It's a lot like going to a doctor and saying, my foot hurts, instead of breaking down and giving them all the information of, well, my left toe is hurting whenever I bend my ankle this way. You need all possible information, size of black pepper, how much, where you're getting it. Every little bit of information helps, doesn't it? It, it, it really does. You know, now some people come to us, though, and, and all they have is, you know, a mason jar left of their grandfather's seasoning. And they don't have a recipe. They don't have any ingredient information. And they've asked us to try to recreate it. Now, it, it may not be 100%, but I bet we can get pretty darn close to it. Lisa, who runs our R&D lab, has, I want to say, 30-plus years of seasoning R&D experience. She's been with us for, I want to say, 24 years now. Um, that sounds and, right. I remember talking with her about that one time. Yeah, so she is kind of the the expert when it comes to all things spices and seasoning duplication. Um, she's a true asset to our organization. So is there a fee for something like that? Because my goodness, Lisa's not working for free. No, you know, we, we since the reason why we don't charge for our R&D process is because you're trying to figure out whether or not you can make a go at this. So most people say, well, how much is it going to cost for this jar of spice? Well, I can't tell you until we see the recipe. We've created our formula and we know the ingredients and the ratios. So for us to produce a, sp a quote for a product, we're going to need, we need to kind of go through this R&D process. At the, once your product's finished and we have the formula and we have everything kind of worked out, then we have to fill the jar and figure out the exact net weight. Because not all product, you know, just because you're putting it into an 8.4 ounce volume jar doesn't mean that the net weight of that jar is going to be the same for every product. So there's usually a range in that. That affects the price. Um, the packaging affects the price. The, you know, labeling, all the different things. So until we have a complete picture of what your finished good is going to look like, we can't tell you what the, the product's going to cost. So that's why we feel it's inappropriate for us to charge for that R&D process. That's that's a very good point, and that's what a lot of folks don't understand. And let me what he's talking about with the volume of what goes in that bottle. Let's take a pillowcase. You fill it full of uh, feathers. What's it going to weigh? Take the same pillowcase. You fill it full of rocks. What's it going to weigh? Same mm -hmm. principle with spices. Right. Yeah. So, and a lot of times people will say, "Well, it says it's an 8.4 ounce jar." Well. Packaging is generally sold in volume, so in fluid ounces. And then the 
spices and seasonings, those are sold by actual net weight. And so that those are those are some of the things. And also, if you're using a half a cup or a cup to when you're weighing out your your recipe or creating your recipe, you know, invest in a little gram scale that will really help you dial in because you get consistency through the weight. So if every time you're weighing out, you know, one third a pound or let's say you're weighing out four ounces of, of net weight of, of black pepper, that's going to get your own recipe more consistent every time versus having somebody who's maybe maybe your buddy's making it and he's using a cup and he's using a heaping cup of, of sugar. Well, that can throw that whole salt sugar balance off in your, in your seasoning. So that kind of that's that's where our expertise comes in and making it the same every time. The way I explain to folks is let's take it as a volume. Let's say something weighs a hundred pounds. If you have that broken down by percentages, you it doesn't matter. Let's ten percent is sugar. 10% is salt. The rest, 80% is black pepper. Mm-hmm. If you need to make a hundred pounds, makes sense. 10, 10 and 80. Let's say you want to make 300 pounds. It doesn't matter. 10% of 300 is still going to be sugar and salt. Yeah. And, and that, that's, that's a great way to do it. One of the, the tricks and tips that, that we pass along is when you're creating your recipe, um, base it on a hundred grams. And so as you do your work, you know, you're using 100 pounds, but if you have like a, you want to do on the small scale, 100 grams is roughly four ounces of product. But you can say, I put in 24.3 grams of salt. Well, that's 24.3% of your blend. As long as your numbers always add up to 100, um, you, you'll keep your percentages. And so that's the easiest way for us to do that because that, that's how the formulation is, is, is done. It's all based on a hundred percent. That's right. Okay. Folks have sent you stuff. We've went through the lab. We've got it figured out. We've got a label. We've got a bottle. Well, actually that should be switched. How do we order? Well, it's, it's pretty painless. Um, you know, the, the production side of it, is going to be the easiest part of your your process. You can send an email, you can call, you can fax an order, whatever's the best method and easiest method of communication with our our office is going to be how how you'll do it. So you say you want to send an email, you just say, hey Eric, or you send it in to orders at McCarthy Spice email. We'll confirm it and we'll process it and it'll take uh, two weeks to do. Sometimes on initial orders, if there's some new ingredients, which we'll advise you of that beforehand, that, oh, hey, this we're going to have to bring in this ingredient. It may be uh, a two-and-a-half-week lead time. But other than that, we'll say, hey, uh, if you called me today and said, Eric, I need an order to go out, well, we'd say you can have it by uh, February 21st. It'll be ready to ship or pick up by that date. Um, sometimes it's ready sooner. We, you know, we, we don't want to say two weeks and – then make it three week. You know, we, we try to hit our hit our promise days at all times. And that's that's a fact. I get an email back from Nancy that always says PO was accepted, approximate delivery date. Yeah, and, and that that's one of the most important things that, that we try to do. Now, there are times and they're they're rare, but instances where maybe we we ran short on labels or maybe we need to send some more information back. So th- those are those are some of the different different hiccups that can occur, but those are really 
the exception and not the norm. That's exactly right. It's not normal. And if you get upset about something like that, you haven't been in business long enough. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Now for the dirty deed. What is your process for payment for new customers? Well, for new customers, ideally, we'd like to have 50% down at the time of order. And then we'd like to have final payment prior to shipping. You know, once we've established kind of our business relationship, we'll go ahead and ship you the product. We'll email you an invoice. Added to our invoices now, we have a new view and pay button. So we've made it even easier. So you can click on the email from the office and it'll take you to a secure site. And you can pay with an ACH transfer or you can pay with a credit card at that point in time. However, we also really still love checks. So uh, we, if we can save on that uh, 3% credit card fee, we really do appreciate getting a check and people mail us checks. We have people who call in the office and they say, here's my credit card number. I'd like to pay you with that. You know, if, if the post office accepts it or the general store accepts it, we you can pay us by it. <laughs> That's right. Eventually, we just need to get it in the bank. Yeah. Well, I think that takes us from start to finish, especially for a small batch world. Now let's go into the next little bit bigger world. What if you have, let's say, a delicatessen? Let's say you have a meat shop. How can folks get a hold of you? Or let's just say they want to just outright buy. I want a barbecue rub to put on something. I want a pastrami kit. Do y'all have your own house blends of stuff? Absolutely. So you know, in, in the time that we've been doing this, I would say that we probably have about a thousand different formulas that are ours that we've developed over the last 25 years. Everything from sausage seasonings to, you know, so dry sauce mixes, ranch dressing mixes, things that, that we've developed that are available for sale to the general public. And, and those are also opportunities that if people are looking to expand their line, uh, maybe they have a, a barbecue rub that we're packaging, but they don't want to take the time and, and invent a new Cajun seasoning, but they feel that the market really would benefit from, from having a Cajun seasoning out there. Then that's something that we can also give to you to private label where you're just putting your label on our seasoning blend. That's, that's very nice. And that's very helpful if you're just trying to grow and you don't have time to deal with it or... You, as McCarthy, that'll cut out a lot of that six, eight-week lab time. Yes, and, and that, that we, we have a lot of clients who, you know, are doing development for their own products, but then they also said, well, you know, we need two or three more to round out our, our product line. Can you send us a couple samples of this rub, this rub, and this rub? Uh, and so that's what we do. We'll, we'll send out a couple. They try and what they like. And then uh, also with that, we have lower minimums on the products that we, that are ours. So our 50 pound minimum is for the, the custom seasoning blend. That would be us taking your recipe. However, if it's an existing product that we have, we've lowered that minimum down to five pounds to, to be able so that you can use it in the, because we have a lot of restaurants that we work with as well. And 50 pounds of our version of of a ranch dressing mix or that they can make in the back of house to use for their wings or their salad is going to be a, a more reasonable pill to swallow rather than having to get, get that 50 pound batch size. Absolutely. Especially like a Montreal steak style. Yes. They're ordering it in a three or a five pound canister anyway. They sure can't put 50 pounds in the back. Right. So, so we, we try to be more common sense based rather than, 
try to sell you something once. Our, our goal is for your product to be the freshest that it possibly can. So we don't want to sell to you just one time and say, okay, well, you had to buy 500 pounds from us. Without that, we'll see you in two years as that product, you know. So while you're growing, that, that's something that you want to make sure that you have your best foot forward. And that's why we identified that 50 pounds as far as the custom seasoning side of it. It's kind of that, that sweet spot for us. When it's our own process, we don't have to do that R&D side of it because that's already completed. So that's why we feel that a five pound minimum on that is good enough. Now, obviously we'd like to sell more each time, but it's a good way to get yourself started. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this. Let's say someone calls and says, I need a barbecue rub like X. Okay. You send them your version of it. They try it and they say, I like that, but I want a little bit more larger flake of black pepper. Can you change your little private recipe? So yes, we, we can always do that. However, at that point in time, it becomes a custom seasoning blend and then moves over to the 50 pound minimum. So small tweaks like that, you can always use our, let's just call it Montreal's version of Montreal steak seasoning. You could take that and you could say, well, you know, I, I think I'd like a little more red pepper, a little less dill seed, a little more gar granulated garlic, a little more of the minced garlic and kind of tweak that. And then at that point in time, it becomes a, a proprietary blend to you and then it will be a 50 pound minimum. Very good information. That's why I was wanting to go with that was to explain to everyone that just because your five pound minimum is there, you change anything, it's not that five pound anymore. Right, yes, they, they, then it becomes that custom. But the nice part about it is you won't have anything else like it on the shelf because it'll become proprietary to you. Yes, and you won't go sell it to someone else. Correct, so then, then you've made your product unique. All right, you mentioned this earlier. It kind of flew right past everybody, but I'm gonna bring it back up. We're not just talking dry rubs here, folks. Let's say that you got a sauce that you're wanting to sell as a lawyer or a fireman again. You can blend the dry spices to send to the individual or the company you're gonna have made. And the advantages to that is that your sauce company will not have a complete recipe. They just know it's gonna take X amount of the dry product that I that sends in from McCarthy's to whatever your liquid product is. You do that also, right? Yes, yes, we actually have some very large customers who uh, take advantage of that process. They, they had some issues in the past where their, their sauce company was using a white version of their sauce and selling it as their own. And so that just didn't give them a good, warm, fuzzy feeling. Uh, they didn't like that at all. So they yanked the, the whole product and then they have us blend the dries and then they we send 50 pound cases, um, thousands and thousands of pounds of these cases out to their sauce manufacturer now. That's, that's what I was wanting to talk about. It's a trust thing. There is not a legal way to patent or do anything like that with food. You can trademark brands and names, but you can't patent a food. If so, there'd be only one Twinkie out there. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, also in that duplication process, you know, it's going to be slightly different. You know, if you patent and let's say your formula says it's 62.5% sugar. Well, if somebody put 62% sugar, 
it's not going to taste all that different, but then they wouldn't be in violation of the patent and people would just be, you know, putting, putting more lawyers, I guess, more dollar signs or dollars in lawyers pockets. Yes. Their is, kids are get to go to school a little better. <laughs> right. Right. So, and we all, we all want to try to avoid, uh, you know, putting too, too much money into the, the legal system. Yeah, let's be real. It's a business, and the more time you spend with that is less time you can spend growing your business. Absolutely. All right. I Is there anything you want to bring up or talk about? I just think that the, the more information, the most important thing I'd like people to take away is the more information that, that you can provide us in the, in, in the beginning, the better and easier our process is going to is going to be but again it certainly isn't required but if you can send us a sample of your seasoning you can send us a a percentage based formula that's really going to just dial things in for us now but again that's not required like i said we have folks who who can send us a, a just a, a a sample of the seasoning with no other information all the way through to you know, how organized and helpful your process was, David, you had the manufacturer, you had the item, the manufacturer's item number, the percentage, you, your project was just very easy to implement and it helped us hit that target. Well, I appreciate that. that. That's what a lot of folks don't realize. We own our recipes. Yeah. And it really is, we want to be your partner in this. Um, The same way that, that, you know, in the opening, you, you described that. That's that's our focus. You know, we want to help you through each step of the way, answer your questions, make sure that you're satisfied with your product because you're putting your name on that. So that's a representation of you. That's your brand. That's you. That's your hard work of, of the development. And so we, we stand behind that. And that's, you know, quality is one of the most important parts of our, our business. Thank you, Eric. That's the best thing I can say right there is thank you. It's my okay. pleasure. Now comes to a part of the podcast that is a lot of fun. If you haven't had a chance to listen, what it is, I call it our podcast truth serum. What we do is we've got a lot of injectors out back here. I will inject you with a truth serum, ask you a couple questions, and you have to answer honestly. All right. Are you a hot dog person or a bratwurst person? Bratwurst. Okay. Do you prefer ketchup, mustard, kraut? Mustard and kraut. Mustard and kraut. Just trying to get the folks to get to know you a little bit. Oh, sure. <laughs> do you watch college sports or a pro sports? College. College football, a must. That was the next one. Football, baseball. There you go. Football, and just basketball. out of care. What? What's your favorite team? Oh boy. Um, now don't don't get angry at me because, <laughs> but I'm gonna have to say Nebraska right now, even though they're not doing too well. Oh, that's all good. Okay, if you're at the movies and you get a chance, will you buy milk duds, popcorn, a junior mint? Or like the hot tamale? I would go with popcorn and a large Diet Coke. Butter or not buttered? Oh, definitely buttered. (laughs) And extra salt. I'm a seasoning guy, right? There you go. (laughs) Eric, that's all I've got. Tell everyone where they can reach McCarthy Spices. Well, we're online at www.mccarthyspice.com. Or you can call us, 314-725-1688. Send an email, whatever. Uh, there's a online form when you go to our website that you can request information. We try to get back to you within 24 hours or less. Just let us know what your project is. Let us know how we can help you. Phone, web, email, 
whatever works for you. And let me tell everybody, I've been partnered with this group and their team for right at a year now, yeah. and it's been flawless. Well, we, we certainly do our best. And uh, whether you're big or small, we, we want you to be a happy client. You know, we, we definitely appreciate your partnership, David. Eric, thank you. And everybody out there listening, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. Thanks a Thanks lot. Thanks a lot. Smash that subscribe button and be ready for Butcher's next podcast.